All You Need to Know is brought to you by no one. No one at all. Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and Isaac Bayer. Welcome to this episode of All You Need to Know. This is episode 296. I will not be taking the lead on this one. Uh, oh my, my co-host, God. Isaac Bayer, will be taking the oh lead. Oh my God. Which this is, I don't know why you're upset because this is something that you're that you're excited about, that you brought to me as an idea. It's only right no, no, no. to kind of take the reins. Let me correct you, first of all. Was I excited? Mildly. I was excited because it was far and away better than the idea that you had today. So we just pulled it out of you know where, brought it up, and and next thing you know, here we are. You know what he wanted to talk about? Because I can say it because it's not the name of the topic. It's the Stanley Cup. A hundred, a thousand sports podcasts in the world. No, 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 and no. AY and 2K wanted to touch on the Stanley Cup. I didn't want to talk about the Stanley Cup, like the NHL Stanley Cup. I wanted to talk about Stanley Cups, like what women are carrying around. Those four pound cups. You know oh what I'm talking my about? Gosh! So now, I, are you serious? Yes, yes. Because this whole was, time I thought you wanted to talk about hockey, no, and I was like, what, "That's what stupid." Would I, what would I know about hockey? I wanted to talk. Well, that's about, why I thought it was stupid. I wanted to talk about the. It's literally. I think the cup on its own is three pounds. Whenever you fill it with water, I think it's over five pounds. This thing wow. that people well, now I see feel like a women carrying around. The Stanley now Cup. Now I feel like a bit of a dummy because that you know confusion, what? That actually might have been an interesting topic. Yeah, to that talk confusion about. happens a lot. And it is kind of interesting because a lot of people assume that the Stanley brand is new because of these big ass cups that everybody's, you know, walking around with. While in reality, they've been around for, I believe, over a hundred years, uh, famously known for basically perfecting the thermos. And so for a long time, it was the the Stanley Cup, the Stanley brand was known. Uh, for being associated with blue-collar workers, and now it's instead associated with TikTok influencers. So it is an interesting thing that I would have liked to talk about. Why don't we just shelf it, know that we'll we can come it. back to it, because it is Absolutely. better than uh, you thought it was. Wow. Uh, That's instead, on me. I'll take that one and, on the chin. And so That's now, instead, we're talking about <laughs> this topic, oh, no. which I don't know if wow. it's better than... Uh, what I was just talking about. I think people leaned in just a second ago whenever I went on that Stanley Cup uh, rant there for a second. Yeah, and now I, I think they're going to kind of lean back or maybe even press the pause button or even just close out Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever they're listening so. to. No, Well, no. you're right. They're not going to because they probably know that inside this episode is all you need to know is first parody in over a year. It's exactly over right. a year. It has been... What Over, took you so long? Well, we've talked about this. The uh, the parodies in the beginning, all you need to know is really rolling, right, with these parodies. And then uh, AY and 5K, of course, came out, which was a collection of five original songs uh, that you know I was you know that I was very proud of. And slowly, we've just kind of seen that the parodies weren't getting the numbers that they used to, and those, of course, take a little bit of time to uh, put together. So it's like okay. Should I should I put time into something that is not necessarily gonna give me anything back? That was the kind of kind of the difficult uh, challenge, the boxing match that was going on. But this one came naturally, as most of them do, and I'm I'm excited about it. I think it has the chance to 
to maybe go viral. And by that, I mean, just, you know, 80 people listen to it. Uh, all you need to know standards for virality is if that's a word is uh, just having, you know, maybe close to a hundred people checking it out. So that's what we're hoping for, but we're not talking about the, the parody. Oh. This is one of those episodes where the parody has nothing to do with the topic at hand. Um, but the topic at hand should be fine because I know that uh, you really poured yourself into this. Uh, wow. and, and so I, I'm it excited. I'm excited to to kind of be along for the ride on this one, just knowing that uh, you kind of pitched this one and, and, and brought the outline to the table. But before we get to the exciting episode uh, that we have at hand, we are going to play the, the parody. So here's what's going to happen. Um, I'm going to say this is episode blah, blah, blah. Today's topic blank. But as soon as the topic transition is over, you're going to be thrown right into all you need to know's newest parody, which is called Roku Skyline. It's a rhinestone cowboy uh, parody. Of course, rhinestone cowboy by Glenn Campbell. Uh, it's a very rhinestone cowboy, one of the more popular, uh, if you could call it country songs that's ever existed. And uh, Roku Skyline, as you might imagine, as you're listening to this, you're like, OK, I think I, I see where this kind of lines up. Um, and it was basically just inspired by those moments where you're just sitting there. If, if you have a Roku, hopefully you do, because if you don't, this might not make a lot of sense. But if you have a Roku, it's going to hit at home because if you're not using your Roku, it just shows a very beautiful uh, landscape of uh, the Roku city. Uh, and so this is a song that's kind of dedicated uh, to that beautiful, inexplicably beautiful, actually, city that exists inside your Roku. But Isaac, you've listened to it. You feel good about it, right? Esther, my girlfriend has been singing it. I'm not, this is not a joke. She's been singing it all day. It's been stuck in her head since you sent us the pre-release a day, two days ago. Mm -hmm. She hasn't stopped singing it. It's stuck in my head because she's been singing it so much. Well, that's so, good. To say, that's... to say the you know that much, I think, is a good start. Well, that's good news, and I'm excited for people to listen to it. Remember, you're going to hear it right after the topic transition. Uh, and after you hear the parody, we might talk about it for just a second, but we're instead going to dive right in to episode 296. Today's topic, cheese. And Mad Men. I've watched them all at least a hundred times again and again. There's a million shows that are out there, but none can simply compare to the fictitious city that somehow always draws me in. It's the Roku skyline. Painted shades of purple and slowly drifting on my screen It's the Roku skyline 
Filled with all the best skyscrapers the world has ever seen. It gives me a fix of dopamine. I go to turn on the TV. Think of something to do and then leave. The TV stays on as I exit the room and go elsewhere. What a tease for the good old Roku, which is the rightful owner of HDMI number two. Now the television is turned on, and my ass, well, it is long gone. Until I get back, what will lazily scroll on TV? It's the Roku skyline. Painted shades of purple and slowly drifting on my screen. Roku skyline. Filled with all the best skyscrapers the world has ever seen. I don't think that I'd ever leave. The Roku skyline. You can only visit on your TV or in your dreams. It's the Roku skyline, the purple city that has to be believed to be seen. And there I like you have how it. You, and I do like how you fade it out at the end. I think the fade well, out, true to but, form, surely, but, but uh, you know, it's nice. It's gentle. It's like it's like you're putting us to bed. The original song, of course, fades out. Uh, famously yeah. it's it's and one thing that i love about a song fading out is it's as if the song never stops right that's, exactly that's right. one of my favorite parts is like oh uh glenn campbell right is is that who it's by hopefully i didn't mess it that up no it is it's glenn campbell okay for a second i thought it was uh john denver i got scared um you so know I, what? I, I apologize watched, for that i'll have to watch your mouth for saying something like that but that's the beauty of a song that fades out is, oh, um, Glenn Campbell's still singing that song to this day. It never stopped. That's the idea. It's like, it, oh, it fades out. You still hear the chorus. He's right in the middle. Hey, whoa, where are we Hopefully. going? He's still in the chorus. What's going on? Like, that's the idea with the fade out. But uh, that was Roku Skyline, uh, which was inspired by me washing dishes. And I think maybe I just heard rhinestone cowboy and i just said rhinestone cowboy and then i was just like kind of looking over maybe i saw the roku and i said roku skyline and that's as simple as some of these inspiration ideas a man can have birth yeah and yeah I, I i don't you ask me why i don't do parodies more often it's because you don't want to force it you you do really want them to kind of i agree with you that. like that uh because yeah. I, I i will say some of my best parody ideas have come from either me not thinking about it at all and it popping into my head, almost as if God dropped it into my head and said, hey, Roku Skyline, do this. Yes. Uh, and then the other way, I don't know if you remember that I told you this, but the AY2K100 recap rap came to me in a dream. Uh, I woke up 
I woke up at unbelievable like the, as it may sound. I woke up at two in the morning and pumped the entire thing out in probably less than 30 minutes. And that's a very intricate song to tie in a lot of stuff. But hopefully you enjoyed Roku Skyline. We'll release that on its own. Uh, and so I'm excited about that. Hopefully Roku um, sees that. Uh, I've, I've been really manically, I guess you could say, trying to get in touch with them about this, uh, trying to figure out a partnership of some sort. Uh, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'll just kind of, you know, see what they say and see if they have, yeah. you know, anything that they want to do afterwards. Good luck after, in that. After it goes viral. But we're not talking about Roku's. We're not talking about Skylines. We're talking about cheese. And I'm excited. So I'm going to hand it over to you until you hand it back over to me. Uh, I don't but, think, but I think this should be an equal partnership. The co-host should never be driving, but you know what? I can start us off. How about that? How about that? How about cheese. I start us off? Yeah. What, what are we With talking about first... today? What are we, We're what are we about chatting about? Today. We're talking about cheese today, in case okay. you didn't, in case you weren't tracking. Um, and this topic uh, didn't come from me. It came from somebody I know. But the moment I heard it, I said, this, there's a lot of, I mean, it's not really a pun, but, you know, not to be, you know, not to be disrespectful. There's a lot of meat to the topic of cheese. Mm. Um, um, and again, I, at first I didn't think so, but then I really started thinking about it. Because you're thinking to yourself, how much can you talk about cheese, right? But you got to think about how much types, how many types of cheese are there? How the how do you deliver the cheese? Like, what's the delivery system of the cheese? Um, and there's a lot of cheeses people aren't thinking about. So I'm going to go ahead and hit you. I Google searched. Okay. Okay. The most popular cheese. Can you give me like three or four that you think in the uh, in the U.S. I don't. I don't want to get most popular. Just a couple. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here because I not to not to spoil anything, but at the end of the episode, we have a top five oh, cheese my. power ranking. Um, but you're asking, but did you me, look it up? You're asking me you the most come up with it. I came up with it, but you're asking me the exactly. most popular types of cheeses uh, just off the top of my head. I would assume a few. I would assume uh, cheddar is up there. Um, yeah. I guess Chucky uh, would be one that would be popular. Um and then maybe let's just say mozzarella. Uh, yeah, I like the Chuck E. Cheese joke. That was that was in good Thank taste. You. Thanks for that. Yeah, that's some of the more popular ones. Mozzarella is the big one. Parmesan. People are big into American cheese. And you know what? And here's Hell an interesting yeah. one. Hell yeah. And here's an interesting one. You're not thinking about this. And here's where we're going to open your mind. You're thinking cheese this, sliced cheese that, cream cheese. So you were thinking about yeah. flavored cheese, but what is cream cheese made out of? Cheese. I got to ask you that question. Yeah, but what is it made out of? Uh, Like whipped it cheese. It taste like cheese. Does it? Is it whipped? Is it like a whipped form of cheese? Do you have the you answer have or are you asking cream me? Cheese. No, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there because I don't oh. know. I was thinking about it for the cheese topic, and I was thinking to myself, well, it doesn't taste like cheese. And there's whipped cream cheese, so by itself, it's not really whipped. I've never necessarily Is it really considered cheese? it cheese. Yeah, that's that's a Have good point. Have we been eating cream cheese and it's not actually cheese? And I'll tell you what, nothing beats slapping some cream cheese on a bagel. Oh, oh my gosh. Simple pleasures. A whole block of cream cheese in a crock pot, and I don't care what you're making, you're making it better. It is, I will say, for cream cheese being borderline not cheese, it is a very versatile cheese. So absolutely, I think the cheese, big cheese, would want to claim cream cheese as a cheese just because of all the things it can do. Yeah, uh, but 
again, I, I'm not I'm not speaking for big cheese. I'm not trying to push any sort of cheese today, uh, any sort of uh, agenda, right? Yeah. But I would just assume that maybe cream cheese is kind of skated by and and like kind of tried to disassociate itself from other cheeses when it is in fact a cheese and big cheese has been trying to reel it in for years. Yeah. Listen, Sargento never made a cream cheese. You know what I'm saying? True. But I bet Philadelphia is over here grossing, you know, fun oh. like functionally the same. They're all on in a, on a single product. Yeah, they're so, all in on anyway, it. Anyway, yeah. listen, enough about cream cheese. I'll move on to the next item. The delivery system of cheese. Now, this is this is a big one because you can kind of there's a little bit of freedom, so to speak, in the in the styles of the cheese that you're using. Okay, so so we're talking styles of cheeses, not delivery systems for cheeses, such as uh, a charcuterie board, a cracker, uh, a a grilled cheese. We're talking well, the styles yeah. of cheeses, not right. delivery I'm systems of cheese. Shredded or sliced. Okay. Do you do block? Do you slice your own cheese? Some people do that normally. No, never have I what ever you, bought a block of cheese. Do you buy cheese. both? I buy just the sliced, comes in slices, 24 you pack. You buy of, any shredded cheese? I buy shredded, yeah. Uh, especially, I shop at Publix and they do two for one usually on, oh. on shredded cheese. And so I'll usually this grab- this economy? I'll usually grab a little Colby Jack shredded and I'll usually grab a little mozzarella shredded because I like to have oh mozzarella shredded gosh. on hand at all times in case okay. I am to- Fix up a little oven pizza, right? Because you can kind of spruce things yeah. up. You can put you a little sure extra. Can. And and you know there, uh, it comes to a point. At some point, you'll get a, a certain type of cheese, and it's got its own unique style. Why can you buy mozzarella pearls, but you can't buy, you know, provolone pearls? That's that's honestly that? really true, and that's something that, and I don't want to, I don't want to tie it all back to big cheese, but. That's something that they know the answer to. Uh, you know, the, the people up in the in the big corner offices know why there are the big cheese. Why mozzarella are, mozzarella is sometimes delivered in pearls, but you're never going to see a cheddar pearl, right? And maybe it's just because right. we can't handle that. Maybe it's because we're not meant to experience that yet. We're not at a point in society where we need to be sucking down a cheddar pearl. Now they do offer cheddar cubes. So that's something to think about, but it's still like that's it's a little bit easier. The American to. version of a of a mozzarella pearl. If a mozzarella pearl is to Italians, what a cheddar cheese cube is to an American. And I love a good cube of cheese. And honestly, I haven't had a, Not good a block cube of cheese. Not a block. And you it's, know what? And I don't want to get into the weeds. I don't want to get into the weeds. But if you like a cube of cheddar cheese, how big does the cube get? Before it turns into a block, and you say, and you say, I'm done with this block of cheese. I think the 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 cube. I don't the, want to get the, into the weeds, right? But the allure of the cube is that it's a it's a handheld bite size. Uh, you're never gonna, God forbid, you're never gonna just take a, a block of cheese and bite into it, right? But a, a cube of cheese, that's something that is super easy to you know pop a couple, you know, put, turn on. Uh, madman and, and pop a couple cheese cubes into your into your gullet you know that's easy yeah yeah i like i like that and on, on that i'm gonna press along because i really could come up with 10 questions for every single answer we come up with sure um all right now this one i don't i you know what i hate to say it whenever i came up with the with the list of things i didn't place them at all in, in any kind of order 
That's I don't fine. want it to feel like we're jumping around. We're never. But we are jumping need, around. If if anybody's ever listened to all you need to know, they never you know, they never finish the episode and say, "Man, that was orderly." You know, we're not that type of podcast. So yeah, that, uh, just just keep right. keep flowing. We're good. What do you know about stinky cheeses? Uh, well, first thing that comes to mind when you when you say stinky cheese is is the cheese touch from the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series. Um, Me, never heard of it. Okay, well then we'll just forget that I said that. Uh, stinky cheese. You know st- many. Could you name one? Could I name one stinky cheese? Yeah, I know. I I don't know enough. Um, but I do know that some cheeses you're expected to kind of get a whiff of it, right? Yeah, I I and I'll say this: I think stinky cheese is a rich person's game. Okay. You're not buying wow. a stinky cheese at the store. You're the stinky cheese is often overseas, and it doesn't tend to be in our tax bracket. Um, okay, because I don't need you can't on. one. I could not in our okay. tax bracket. Not our okay. tax bracket. The only stinky cheese Blue I can cheese. think of, and and that's it. And even that, I would hesitate to say it's stinky. It's certainly tangy. Gorgonzola as well. Gorgonzola. And mm-hmm. you know what? That's a good replacement for blue cheese. They kind of are interchangeable as, in some ways. Yes. And I can handle a little bit of gorgonzola, but blue cheese, if we were doing a top five worst cheeses, would be on there. That for was sure. my next question. You uh, hate blue cheese. Now, is it because of the flavor? Blue cheese is so divisive. There's there are either people that Me. like it, yeah. and there are people that don't. Um, there's right. no there's that's no so one true. That, there's no one that's like ah uh, you know I, I don't feel like having blue cheese uh, today. It's it's one of those cheeses probably the most divisive of the cheeses. Probably if if I had to put if I had to make it political, it's it's the MAGA of cheeses. Wow, I can't believe you just said that. I wrote down on our list of things to go over acquired taste or are you a child what what do you uh what's your take on that in terms of blue cheese i think that it's i mean it i don't i don't respect anybody that likes blue cheese i i I love blue cheese but i immediately if they were to recommend something to me like a food item yeah a blue cheese burger no 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 anything i'm talking non-cheeses like I like blue cheese. I think you I, should also try this restaurant. That's us. I'm never going to that restaurant in You're my entire life. You're talking about you and me right now. You're talking about us. I, I said what as I a, said. As a, that's well, we'll we'll move on. We'll move on past that then. I, I think I, that blue cheese can be an acquired taste. I think naturally nobody's eating blue cheese to enjoy it, but you have it in in a circumstance where its flavor really jives with other things, and I the, think your perspective is changing. But at the root of things, blue cheese is cheese that's gone bad. But you can still so cottage cheese. But that to me doesn't make any sense. How are you gonna because any <laughs> other dairy product? Cheese is cheese that. If if you if you crack open your milk and you get a whiff of it and you have you're taken back by the smell, that doesn't it. mean like, oh, I better dig into this or I better chunk this up and put it onto a salad, right? I will never have that attitude with blue cheese. So there's no I convincing it's me. Not your... And there are a lot of people listening to this that are on, on the same page with me. Like, no, blue cheese has no right. Nothing worse. There is nothing worse than dipping something into what you think is ranch 
in finding out that it's blue cheese. Ranch and blue cheese I, are are the biggest rivals of the true. of the dressing salad dressing game. Now I'm not we're not going to get into salad dressing, of course, but but there is a blue cheese dressing. Uh, that's why yeah. it kind of came up naturally. Well, see now that's interesting. See now because we're forming two perfect sides of the dichotomy of blue cheese and non-blue cheese, and I would agree with you that it is it is an all or nothing. There's really nobody lukewarm on blue cheese or stinky cheese in general, probably, if you had to go for that. I think probably people that enjoy blue cheese are prone to also enjoy I think, stinky cheese. I think there's a children's book also maybe called The Stinky Cheese uh, about a about a piece of cheese that really really stunk. Yeah. You just, I'm not you, sure. You know a lot about stinky cheese in the media, huh? I do. I'm a, I'm a big savant for uh, stinky cheese literature. You and I, we live in two different areas of the country and when you go to the grocery store do you find it is it a fact that the cheeses are kind of spread out amongst the store or do they tend to be all together i think i think that for the most part there is a cheese section it's it's near the dairy section it's adjacent to the milk uh but I, I do notice that there are, if, if I want uh, feta cheese, it's in a different part of the store than where I buy my sliced cheese. So mm -hmm. it seems like, and, and I know this isn't the right way to describe it, but it's like you have your designer cheese that's in a different part of the of Artisan the, cheese. Artisan cheese, here. sure. Uh, is in different parts of the store than your run-of-the-mill, I need a 48-pack of Kraft Singles American yep. sliced cheese. It's not in the same place. I, and I can't segregate stand. cheese segregation, if you will. Yeah. And you know what? We did away with segregation a long time ago. It's mm -hmm. time to put all the cheeses together. I don't know why mm -hmm. these cheeses are in a certain section. And you know, when I want, I'm a big Parmesan consumer. I use a lot of grated Parmesan. I use a lot of shredded Parmesan. And you're fine. And this is true. You're fine in shredded Parm. On one side, grated parm in the middle, and then you're buying shaved or, or, or you know, whatever. You're buying your your third and final version of it on the on in the cheese aisle, and I'm tired of it. I, I'm going to three different places for yeah. for all for cheese. I'll I'll second this because I've called I don't know maybe four or five different grocery stores home. I've lived in different areas and and called one of these grocery stores like the one that I go to right. And I have never once known where they put the grated Parmesan cheese. It has to be the most difficult thing to track down at the grocery of all grocery items. And it's such a staple, right? I feel like any time, if, if you were to walk into someone's home and say, can I look in your fridge? Nine times out of 10, there's going to be like a grated Parmesan shaker that you would use on spaghetti night or uh, to put on maybe a meatball sub that you cook up, right? Uh, there's so many uses for it, but you can't. You, you, where is it? What section is it in? I've asked before, in and the, the sauces section. The people don't know. Sauces. It's with the marinara on the top shelf. You gotta go past the vodka sauce to get grated par. I've only ever found it in the little like random side parts of grocery stores aisles, right? Where it's like there's just a little shelf, and it's just right there, and there's a deal on it. And I, I always, whenever I get to the front, I, I say, where, where is this? And they're like, what are you talking about, sir? You know, this is the eighth time you've asked that this month. Please just, you know, check out. Let's get you moved out of here.
No, it's um, it's a problem, and it's something I've I've been more exposed to as, as the years has has gone on. And it's not just cheese; it's a lot of things. But the cheese, I think, is the gr most grievous offender of that. Yeah. So I that's agree. interesting to see your take. I, I I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad well, that it, we didn't have it, a blue and cheese. And it's also moment. cool. Yeah, it's because it's we were we were on two separate sides there for a second, and then we were able to come together on right. uh, on Parmesan, and not to get political again, but. You know, that's that's part of Make it, it right? Easy. You put you put your differences aside and you yeah. both struggle in the store to find the Parmesan. Yeah. Hypothetically. Or I guess yeah. figuratively is what I meant to say there. Um you well earlier you sent me a list of ten. We'll drop it down to a list of five here at the end of the episode. But the list of ten included something that was really unsettling to me, and it's cheese whiz. Yes. Um, that leads me to my, my next point of speaking here is fake cheeses, right? I'm going to, I'm going to say a cheese, just this particular one example. And I want to, why want you to tell me if it's a real or a fake cheese? This it's is craft test. singles. It's craft singles. Craft singles are not cheese. I'm asking, do you think that they are or not? Um, well, now that you, you just brought it up in the fake cheeses section of the podcast, okay. I would assume that it's not actual cheese. I don't maybe artificial cheese or right. Well, I haven't done any research. I don't want you to. I don't want you to think that I know anything oh. about it. Okay. But when I open up a craft single, it doesn't get feel. It doesn't no. feel genuine. That's true. Nope. Doesn't taste like it either. You ever had American cheese? It's different than craft singles. I have had. I've been to uh, let's say a country club and they've put you know, a, a slice of American cheese on there. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is cheese. And I will say, you know, there is a lot of flexibility to a craft single. Once you get it out of the little packaging, you can kind of wiggle it around. There should be, and I'm no cheese expert, but it does seem like there should be a little bit of firmness, right? You should be, you shouldn't see a lot of wiggle. Um, sometimes whenever I'm making a grilled cheese, it's as if the cheese is already melted in my hand whenever I get it out of the, of the craft single. Crab but, single, but yeah, that see that's interesting because I find that the that the American cheese, the craft singles tend to melt a little bit differently, not quite as Tastes good. Great. As I actually other just had cheeses. it just had a grilled cheese a couple hours ago. Used and a craft single. Yeah, well, I don't want people to assume that my my you know mistrust of a craft single being real cheese is for the hatred of a craft single because i also had one this morning mm -hmm. on a bagel and egg right um, and you brought up cheese whiz I, i'm not a huge fan of it uh that was something that i think was more in my life whenever i was younger uh very easy to throw on a ritz cracker or um a zesta cracker if you've got one right if you're desperate and then yeah. pimento cheese zesta. i think we call those saltines yeah uh, pimento cheese is also a little divisive, um, and so hit or miss true. because oh. I love pimento cheese, but then sometimes I'll go buy a, a really? big container of it and it's just the worst thing I've ever had. It's got to be kind of, and, and don't take this the wrong way, but it's got to, that my pimento cheese has got to be a little moist, right? I don't want to dry pimento cheese, if that makes sense. And if it, it does, is it possible for a cheese to be dry? Yeah, most cheeses would be, I would I would assume, unless they're in the melted form. You know, they sell provolone, low skim, uh, low moisture, skim. Oh, and provolone. now that you say that, 
I hate I do. Okay. Can I can a brother get a slice of provolone untampered by the hands of man? I don't want the smoke flavor. Again, though, I don't want the skim. Can I just get a slice of provolone? I've never seen it with my own eyes, but again, this feels like a a big cheese decision for you know us people, us regular people. Like they're health conscious about cheese. They don't think that we can handle some things in the cheese world just yet. I think we still have a lot to prove, and I don't think we're really moving in the right direction to prove it. But no, no, I don't know I what said, to do about that. I said melt melted cheese. And yeah. I saw on your list you have a melting profile. What does that mean? Are you one of those people that you know you like a good uh, fondue? Is that what you we're know? I about? don't really do fondue. Although I would do a fondue, I really haven't had the opportunity True. to engage with the fondue. But I would. But more so, and it's kind of along the lines of the craft single, because every cheese is melting differently, and I find I find some cheeses are melting better. I'm also finding that the style that we were talking about obviously influences that. Do you do a lot of melted cheese? Do you do a lot of grilled cheese? Do you do a lot of like a bagel sandwich where you put the plain cheese right on top of the hot food item and it, it melts itself? And it melts you know? naturally. Yeah, I, I, grilled cheese is, is the most experience I have with melting cheese. I've never been to one of those restaurants where you choose like the three cheeses and melt them into a pot and like dip dip a bunch of stuff in it. Uh, not even really something that I'm interested in, right? I, you know, just just if I'm going to go out to eat, give me my food, let me eat it. I don't want to have to make anything. That's the point. That's why I'm out. But that's a uh, that's a loser's mentality. But the the melting profile to me doesn't matter that much, just because I'm not really melting a lot of cheese, rather than you know just grilling one. And I do feel really confident you know, in my grilled cheese abilities. See and see that's where it's coming in because a, a cheese that melts better. Have you had a grilled cheese where the cheese wasn't really? It wasn't really all that melted. What I what I like to do with the grilled cheese is is mixed cheeses, um, mixed types of cheeses. Actually, wow. I, I will do a little uh, a cheese slice with a uh, shredded cheese combo, and so the shredded cheese kind of melts quick, and I feel like that helps the sliced cheese because you know it. I think in theory small pieces of cheese would melt faster than one big piece of cheese. But then again, right. surface area, maybe more heat is getting to that slice of cheese. I, you know, I don't know. Again, that's something that I don't really think I'm supposed to know the answer to. Is that, that was, that was, you were cutting it off right there. I thought yeah, you were oh, oh yeah. with that. No, that's it. That's it. And I've never met somebody to mix shredded cheese. So you don't mix flavors necessarily. I'll tell you, you what. Mix styles. That's in a very, unique. In a very deranged part of my childhood, I would take two slices of bread, put one cheese slice on one side, and then put Cheez-Its. I would space out Cheez-Its on the other slice of bread, put them together, put, pop it in the microwave for 20 seconds, and have a little hot cheese and Cheez-It sandwich. That's a true that story. A, you said deranged, and I yeah, I think that's the, probably an apt, apt description. Way to describe it, but I was getting my dairy, so. I guess so. Well, I'll tell you what, being that we have six and a half minutes, do you want to engage with the top five cheese power ranking right now? Well, I, I will. Um, I know these last two things you had on here and we just kind of ran out of time was best combos with cheeses. And have you ever actually had wine and cheese? Uh, and I'm assuming that's a play on the the parent, the, the popular parent phrase. Would you like some cheese with that wine whenever you complain about whenever you would complain about certain things as a kid? Uh, best combos with cheese, of course, is just a little bit of a meat, uh, summer meat. sausage. Crackers. Um, crackers Probably are good. more than meat. 
And but the I meat is savory. And I would say that wine, I've never had cheese and wine. And anybody that has, I, I do think that they are kind of like making making you think that they're better than you because they're eating cheese it's and drinking wine. It's the charcuterie mindset because yes. you're going, you're like, oh, I love a cheese and cracker. I love a cheese and summer sausage. I like cheese and pickles or olives or something. But then the wine is kind of an integral part of the charcuterie tasting. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I could see some meat and some wine, like a normal food, but I can't see cheese and wine. Exactly. And no, people talk about the wine pairings. And I really now I do think they're making it up. That's so true. Um, we're, we're on the same page there. And yes, just for time's sake, because I know this episode's a little bit longer since we included the parody in it. Um, and hopefully people Roku Skyline stuck in their head and they're going to go back and listen to it. And of course, share it with friends whenever we release it by itself. But um, just to go through the the top five cheese power rankings, like Isaac alluded to earlier, it was 10 at one point. I had collected 10. Um, so I will do honorable mentions. Some of the no, worst ones. In no particular order. Uh, Parmesan cheese is not in the top five. Feta cheese is not in the top five. Cheese Whiz is not in the top five. Havarti cheese is not in the top five. And then I also had mozzarella on the outside looking in. And Absolutely will... should have been a number one or two spot. Mozzarella is one of the best cheeses is good. That mankind has ever made. It is good, but I do think my list, my top five list, will make people understand why I didn't include it. At number five. I disagree. Okay, well, at number five, we have Pepper Jack, okay? With a poor a little, melting profile. A little spice. Pepper Jack doesn't melt good. A little spice never hurts anybody. And Pepper Jack has that kick that I feel like you kind of need out of a cheese because cheese can be bland. Um, cheese can kind of be overpowering. So whenever you pair it, pair that that dairy with the spice, something just happens well, in there. And I'm a big perfect. fan. At number like four, that. we have Munster. It's only on the list because of its name. I don't know if I've ever even had it. Uh, but Munster is just such a fun cheese to say. Uh, I, I do like saying Munster cheese. Um, it's the scariest of the cheeses, uh, so make sure to cue it up whenever uh, Halloween rolls around. Have some Munster cheese. At Low number three, fruit. yeah, sorry. At number three, we have cheddar cheese. Um, it's just always there. You know, I've never had a bad experience with cheddar cheese. It's it's something that I'm passionate about. I, I will grab cheddar anytime I can. Um, I put it on my resume, you know, top Did you you know, sharp top things. Sharp cheddar. Should you sharp or mild? Uh, I definitely don't do dull cheddar. Um, and even if it is dull, I like to sharpen it up. So, uh, cheddar is number three on the list and it, and it's right there. I mean, it, it's not moving. Low hanging fruit. At number two, we have American cheese. Now, why is American cheese at, uh, the number one or number two, excuse me? Uh, because what country are we in right now? We're in America. All right. And so if America created a cheese, it deserve deservingly needs to be high up on this list. And it is, it's always there too. Cheddar and American I don't even know the difference, to be honest with you, but I like American cheese. And then at number one, we were talking about cream cheese earlier. It's not number one, but it does play an important role in the number one cheese ranking, and that's cheesecake. Now, I love I know, that. I know that this might be controversial to kind of throw that in at the number one spot with all the others being, you know, specific types of cheeses. Uh, but cheesecake's wonderful. It's made out of cream cheese, or one of the more important ingredients of it is cream cheese. And so I've always loved to dive into a cheesecake and you're technically eating cheese whenever you're eating it. It's right there in the name. So those are my top five cheeses power rankings. And we are running really low on time and we're running really long for today's episode. But that's OK, because this topic was so 
important and and there was so much to it i feel like we rushed through it to be honest with you A little bit. We could have probably gone a long time. Um, but you know what? Again, like I, I'll say it again, that one was on me with the Stanley Cup. I thought uh, I thought it was a silly Well, you know, he's Quinn's been going to a lot of hockey games, and I thought it was getting to him, and I thought he just had like something to going say, and going he to just one tomorrow wanted to scream actually it. Yeah, I exactly. And he I just thought he wanted to like scream it into the void. So I was trying to steer him away from what was what well a hockey Stanley Cup would have been boring, but I agree I don't want to talk about the Stanley Cup in hockey who cares but I do now it won't be as timely if we talk about it next week but go ahead and as an all you need to know fan and listener prepare yourselves for episode 297 potentially being about Stanley Cups and we're talking about the big drinking cups that everybody's carrying around right now that fits in a cup holder actually which is interesting but They say. that's going to do it for this episode of all you need to know Isaac thanks for uh, bringing cheese to the table I wish we actually had cheese on the table because uh, That's I would have true. loved to dabble in cheese The tasting. as we as we discussed but that's going to do it for this episode my name is Quinn Eaton I'm Isaac Bear. and this has been all you need to know This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at allyouneed2no00 at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered.